and right. we are recording now. Perfect. You're very welcome to the uh, not DK show to the count the newly formed Council of Lads with uh, the same hosts. Nothing's really changed fundamentally, just the name. No, have no. some sort of involvement from now. Yeah, it's it's yeah we. There's not just a whitewash of my existence on this thing. He's no longer the special guest. He is actually one of the main hosts. So uh, it only took two years of being a host. <laughs> but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I really have. He gets healthcare now. It's just, I just can't believe it. He gets a full wage of uh, five cent every couple of years. But anyway, I'm your host, Ken. That tattoo on my back now, like all the rest of them. <laughs> I'm branded like the Stonecutters. So technically, will me and Sean be co-hosts now? Yeah, he's because he's not special guest. He's not special guest. You're all co-hosts. Yeah. Okay. So the fuck, have I been demoted instantly to a co-host? I just got into the fucking hosting <laughs> thing and I'm demoted within seconds. You gotta work for the. You gotta work for the host. You know. Uh, you do know, man. You've been doing it two years and you haven't been promoted. I'm the only one going up in this podcast company. I'm just kind of, I'm slowly ousting Ken. I'm hey, like slowly trying here, to get rid of him, and then I'll, I'll take over the show. Now, Sean, I will start giving him the muscle relaxers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've got an upstairs studio soon. Just block Ken from getting in. <laughs> now, Sean, I'd be very careful how you use that word company. We are a charitable organization. <clears throat> that way we don't have money to, to be either or. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm your host Ken, joined by my co-hosts Darren and Sean. Say hello, boys. How are you, good, man? How are you? And uh, this is the inaugural episode coming to you from the the quarantine bunkers. The original episode has, is lost to the sands of time because you, lost, had, you couldn't hear. Yeah, you couldn't hear me. Um, so yeah, uh, the structure is still the same. We're going to do three topics and end out on a. a True or false quiz. Just one. We'll just do a question a week and then keep track of the score between Darren and Sean. The whoever wins becomes a main host. That's that's the prize. Oh, can also switch it up though and do like best of five every week and then keeps tally of who won each week. Yeah, we can do it weekly. Yeah. That yeah that's whoever wins it. gets the night with Ken, the host. Oh yeah, they get to feed me muscle. That'll be a fucking battle to lose. <laughs> be a war. Whoever, Sky. Whoever wins has to feed me muscle relaxers all night. I might find so silly. I shall win. I I forfeit <laughs> immediately. So that that was live uh, changing of the uh, the structure because I'm I'm not our citizen that out. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna open with I suppose our first topic because uh, I'm the Twitter man, and recently on my Twitter timeline there was a there's quite a famous meme picture. I don't know if it's photoshopped or not. There's quite a famous picture of a of a guy at a a festival holding a sign that says "Stop wearing the shirts of bands you don't listen to," and it it all every time it comes up it always sparks a big fucking struggle session on on Twitter of whether or not it is okay to wear like. You know those people who wear like Nirvana T-shirts, and you know they've probably never sat down and listened to Nirvana, or you know Metallica is kind of the, another very famous one. Judas Priest, Judas Priest, uh, Joy Division's another one. Um, Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses, and, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's a. Re- 
one of those things I think that I, in my opinion anyway, uh, once you know it's a band, it's okay. Walking around and you think, like, a lot of people think, like, this priest is a clothes company. I think that's unacceptable. If you know it's a band, even though you have no interest in them, then that's okay. Mm. Well, I mean, some bands have really cool logos. Like... The the joy what's the name of the Joy Division album that everyone wears the shirt? Um uh, the 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 very the, their debut, it's their very famous one. It's uh with the with the little mountains. That Unknown I mean, Pleasures. Yeah, Unknown Pleasures. That's the one like I'm not a huge fan of that album, but I think the album cover is really sick. And I would wear that as a T shirt. So like is that like wrong or is that like posery of me to do that? It's no. um. You think so? Not at all. No, I think it's it's fucking it's it's chill. Uh, the other day, I was gonna buy uh, Oh Habib Nurmagomedov, Madoff, a UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a great T-shirt. It's a picture of him with his with his wig. The thing send me location that time when Connor said that Khabib wouldn't fight him, and Khabib in a press conference just said send me location. Yeah, I, that, I yeah. really, I have no interest in Khabib in the sense of like I don't, I don't really think he's the most interesting fighter. I was going to buy that shirt because I thought it looked cool. I thought it was kind of funny. I think once you understand the context of what you're wearing, not just wearing it, it's okay. That's just my. I think you know enough about Khabib. You know, you know he fought Conor McGregor, and he's like what twenty eight. Uh, he's twenty eight fights undefeated, so you know. You, you could justify wearing a t-shirt saying that, you know. I also know why that's funny. Like, I understand that the that the reason for the semi-location is funny. It's not because, like, you know, it's not because of something. It just looks funny, but because of the whole story behind it and everything. Whereas yeah. if someone else wore that and they had absolutely no idea and they just saw a funny-looking man with a wig, a uh, non-English sentence, uh, you know, that would kind of be a bit. Like, you, I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to hate the person. They're clearly, like, not a very deep human being. It's just tacky, I suppose. To uh, <laughs> the, like Nirvana is probably one of the because Nirvana has that essential one. Yeah, yeah, they they have that famous smiley face uh, logo that that gets um, also sold in like pennies and kind of shops where like people wouldn't necessarily need to be fans of music to be in. Yeah, I was just gonna say that that, that pennies and like H and M, the kind of cheaper clothing brands where yeah, you see a lot of like Nirvana, like you said, the smiley face or um. See, good. I I don't know. I saw recently one well, recently three months ago because I've been in confinement. But uh, a Guns and Roses one in Primark. So you know, you see a lot of them. They're like four or five euro. You pick it up because it looks nice. Like you know. Yeah, and I suppose the the sentiment is that like you don't listen to the band. You don't really have a quote unquote right to wear it. But I I I mean, I think if it's a cool design and you're aware. Like, if someone came up to you, he's like, oh, you're a big fan of Nirvana, and you were like, ah, not really, like, I just really like their logo. That's fair. Or you like that design, or you think Kurt Cobain looks cool, because there's the, that there's that famous one of Kurt Cobain wearing those big sunglasses, and that's one I've seen a lot as well. And it's like, <coughs> if you just think that that's kind of a cool design, and you're aware, it's, you know, you know, look, that's Kurt Cobain, that's, that's what it is, then I don't... I don't really see a huge problem with it, but I think. I, I, go on. I think maybe though, at a certain point, uh, like if you're wearing the shirt of a band, and you have no kind of no interest to look up that band, 
you know, or even any interest to look up like what it's what it's referencing. Like if you don't know, like if you had a Nirvana top on and you'd never listened to Smells Like Teen Spirit, probably speaks to you a bit, you know, and how kind of like an un like uninterested person, someone who's not necessarily like thinking the whole time. That's true, but what if you do listen to Nevermind and you just you don't like it? You're just Nirvana's not just not your your type of music. Um, yeah, and if you were in the shirt, I would say why, but wear something. Why wear like if you if you had no knowledge of Nirvana and you wore the shirt, that's fine. But if you're wearing the shirt to something you don't like, that's a bit fucking. Yeah, <laughs> you're almost you're almost kind of like being a bit purposely kind of annoying. Then you know, <clears throat> and I suppose it kind of ties into a bigger question of at what point would it, there's a, a concept online you've more than likely heard of it of gatekeeping which is that like people who essentially say you you're not a fan of x because of y so for example like someone who has only heard smells like teen spirit and they call themselves a nirvana fan would that would you call would you say that's fair for themselves to say oh i'm a nirvana fan when they've only heard like smells like teen spirit and heart shake box you know are they do they have a yeah, do you really have a right to do that? It's like saying you like Eminem, but you didn't like lose yourself, you know? <laughs> man always finds a way to tie it back man is just like, he just, he heard Nirvana, he's like, I don't really know this field, I'm going to switch it back to something I know. <laughs> but it, it oh, is... No, just, <laughs> just yeah, like that, like, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you kind of made, like, Nirvana is probably the bigger example, and you kind of, like, you equated it to something less knowable, like... <laughs> Or for example, uh, Guns and like you said, because the Guns and Roses teacher, sweet child of mine, like you know, mm, no, is that even Guns and Roses? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, that's like the only song to people. That's like the most famous song from Guns and Roses, isn't it? Yeah, it would be. So it, you know, I that's know. Like only song. It could be. Mm. Comes to the jungle, uh, probably. Yeah, that one too, I suppose. Yeah. <coughs> but, but um, yeah, like for example. <clears throat> Bringing you back to rap again, I used to, uh, <laughs> I, used to I owned a, a Lil Wayne, you know Lil Wayne? I do. I used to have a Lil Wayne t-shirt, like, when I was, like, 12, 13, but I, at the time I had no idea that this guy was the rapper, it's just he looked fairly cool on the, the, <laughs> the t-shirt, you know? And someone was like, oh, you like Luna? I was like, who? And they're like, the guy in your t-shirt, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah he's, he's okay. <laughs> it, it was the same. Well, the big one for me was when I was growing up was I used to wear... I used to follow soccer, but very loosely, so I used to wear multiple different team jerseys, and the disrespect people would feel if you went up to them and you they were like, you're an Aston Villa fan? I was like, no, not at all, I just like the shirt. I was yeah. almost like, you you crossed the line in that regard. They they <laughs> took like that to Harish. Um, when I was at like, board is much more like that, I think. Music kind of people, like, you can kind of be from anywhere. You can, kind of, you can like Lil Wayne and Queen at the same time, but you can't like... You know, QPR and Chelsea at the same time. There's like a board is far more aggressive. But by definition, they're teams. Like you know, it's it's. Yeah. Um. When I was a kid, I had a Che Guevara T-shirt, not knowing who the fuck he was. I just thought it was a oh, cool. Yeah. It was a cool looking. I just thought it was a design. I thought he was like a designer or something because I was very very young. Uh, and later on, I found out it was a Che Guevara T-shirt, and I was like, oh, I just walk around in a Che Guevara T-shirt for like. You years. strike me as a man who would walk around with a socialist symbol on your in your youth. <laughs> I had no idea who he was. You could walk. <laughs> um, but uh, like, yeah, someone who who only likes or who is only really p- 
paid much attention. I suppose, at what point would you consider someone a fan of something? At what point do you think it's okay to call yourself a fan of... Uh, Such a tr- cringy one where they like name three albums. That it, 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 is, it is. A, it is a big <laughs> trope, and that's that's. I think you're taking it too far there, but I think being a prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just being a dickhead. Like if someone says to me, "Oh, I'm a fan of you know Kanye or something," I wouldn't be like, "Oh yeah," and you do you know this? I'd be like, "Oh cool," but um, I think it's just been in like smoking areas, and you go to people, and you'd be like, "Do you like something?" And they or they'd be like, "Oh, say I've often been out there, and like someone have a Smiths T-shirt." I'm go up and it's like question them instantly. Like, oh, you like the Smiths? What's your favorite song? And sometimes they're like, I don't really know the Smiths. I just like the shirt. And then you're like, oh, cool. What what else do you like? You know, it's yeah, very it, it, handy conversation starters. I find like, it is, but it, I suppose it's it's sort of disingenuous if you uh, call yourself a fan of the Smiths and you you only know um, uh, there's a light that never goes out. You know what I mean? It, it's kind of like. Yeah, you're a fan of that song. You're not really a fan of the of the band at that point. Mm. Um, did being a fan become like something sought after? <laughs> I don't, like uh, since uh, probably the the the. I mean, it's kind of always been a thing. I would say since probably the the seventies, when bands suddenly became like really cool, and it became like a counter kind of cool thing to follow a band, you know. It became the like thing. a band to like to to follow the Smiths or to follow Joy Division. It's almost like a arc of how interesting you are, or like you know, it's it's literally you just like the sound that they make. You know, it's not that fascinating. Yeah, people are defended are like really sad at a certain point. There's a lot of snobbery around it, especially you like very, you can get very angry online. Like if you're saying you're a fan of this, and they're like, um, you know, uh, you're not a fucking fan. Like if you don't know. Like you said, name two albums, like, you know? <clears throat> yeah, but, um... I get that mentality, but I, I don't think it's a healthy one to have. Like, I get the mentality of, you know, this person's claiming to be a fan of, of this band, but I'm, you know, I really like this band. I've been into them since I was a kid, and I know everything. You know, I know all the B-sides and everything. And then... this kind of make a hot topic? Or a hot, hot kind of... Hot take. Take. Uh, it's only losers who do that. No one who's got things going on in their life spends any second of the day worrying about Smiths fans not or people not interested in the Smiths wearing a Smiths t-shirt. Yeah, only it's, people it's, it's who have a, nothing else going on worry. It's such a petty thing to think. You know, for someone who has nothing else to be happy about other than their other than their taste in music. Yeah, it's a, it's a form of elitism. I've, I've seen mm. people. Um, like you're saying, um, a lot of us. I think we've lost Aaron there for a second. Yeah, yeah. I know a guy. He's um, he's good friends with me. He's, he's um, <clears throat> he hosts his his kind of own rock show. But he was saying one day he brought um, a friend of his to a gig, and the guy was kind of getting introduced at the table, and they were like, "Oh, what's your um, metal band?" And um, he listed what was that band who did the famous cover of um, that Simon and Garfunkel? So oh, Disturbed. He said Disturbed, and my friend was saying the entire room just shifted slowly to the other side, away from him. Upon that, he got so much shit for it immediately. He couldn't yeah. understand it at all. And uh, you know, I was like, see, they're not—they're not good metal. They're just like pop metal. You know, and it was like literally for like the the name in front of metal. 
people were disassociating. Like it's metal tends to attract like some of the I don't I don't know maybe this is kind of unfair but some of the biggest losers you know. I think uh, no, I have to agree with you there, Sean. Thank you. That was very lovely. <laughs> I really felt like Oprah there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, as I, I'm quite heavily involved in music Twitter, I would say, and so there is a sort of thing where it's like you know, obviously, a lot of people music is like their main hobby. You know, it's it's something that they're very into, and I can see that mentality of like you know, oh, I like you know. Well, say someone who's big into rock, and if you said, what's your favorite rock band, and someone said Imagine Dragons, he'd be kind of like, okay. You know, that one they, I think is fair. If you think Imagine Dragons yeah, are if rock, you, if you think Imagine Dragons, you. If you think Imagine Dragons are good, you're, uh, you're kind of... It's not even thinking they're good, like, it's just thinking they're rock. If you think that they're anything other than pop, you are just, you're simple. Mm. <laughs> There's no other way to describe you. You just have never... I don't really care about like huge like a huge I don't really like ska. I know what it is, you know, and I know what defines ska. I'm not going to be surprised one day if I hear it and someone says it's it's something else, you know. If someone says that ska is is blues, I'm not going to be like yeah. I'm going to say of course not, you know. And, and there yeah. is that sort of elite. There is that sort of an inherent kind of disagreement with people who like pop you know there's that term pop rock pop metal pop punk <laughs> you know someone who says their favorite punk band is panic at the disco a lot of punk fans will be like okay that's your, your opinion is invalidated because they're not punk you know and well, sorry. Uh, i was just kind of saying that like that sort of elitism i kind of i i get it because you view these people as kind of being you know kitsch kosher versions of the the music you like you you don't see yeah. them as true part true representation of the genre yes too because it's so easy access that that like that form of music is often like the gateway drug the other ones like i first band i ever really fell in love with was was comfort and sons and green day you know i've yeah. since like severely gone way into music but they were kind of the gateway drug into really getting into a band I think there's a certain degree to which people who love music they kind of think, you know, you must. It's like almost immature of you to stick on those bands, you know. Like you, you should be growing out of them. It it is kind of true. I would be. I would say someone who's very into punk, and still says like Green Day is like their top favorite band. It's sort of like I respect. I I mean I under I get the opinion. I don't think Green Day are terrible. I just think they're not very good. They're not amazing. You know, American. I went to their concert when they came. I remember, like, I've recognized a lot of the people there, just, you know, from Limerick and Ennis and such. A lot of them were kind of people who you, like, could almost say they were Green Day fans before I saw them there. They were kind of those people who were kind of like forever kids, you know? They never really, like, they're, they're going to college and they're, like, they're thinking about their careers and stuff. They're not, like, children in that way, but they're, they're always a little bit more innocent than other people, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> Green Day is, is very safe as far as punk goes. And I guess yeah. there is a sort of inherent resentment when punk fans hear Green Day being tossed around as, like, an example of a punk band. Because they're, a lot of them would say, no, they're not. They're, they're, your mammy's punk band, you know? 
they got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame through that 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 outraged everybody. Yeah, that was one of those things where like people were really like, oh, whoa, 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 let's set like they're fucking successful as shit, and like God bless them. Like their songs aren't even bad, but you know they they were kind of like the almost the the tip of the iceberg in terms of like where punk ended. They didn't really start. You know, punk is kind of like at the end of the punk line. Like you probably should have given it to like the guys who started off, like um, you know, the Clash, and then right before you give it to you know the band that kind of capitalized on all the hard work those those guys did. And uh, in those in that genre of music, in those genres of music of like punk, rock, uh, and hip hop, there is a very strong sense of identity that a lot of people don't vibe with Green Day because Green Day, as far as I'm aware, Green Day are sort of a upper middle class background and that generally doesn't vibe with punk you know punk is Actually, a... I oh, think you're wrong but I think it's I think not huge they're like they were kind of they're kind of hillbillies I think a little bit like Billy Joe it's yeah I, I, I'm not entirely sure but I, I get that vibe from them you know yeah they kind of speak well like not like they speak like up like like upper class people but they they don't have like some weird you know, hick accent or yeah. talk like like what you'd expect a normal American. They look like a normal American. They kind of they don't beyond like the tattoos and the jeans. They don't really have like the psychoness of. You you went you know, to school with a Billy Joel Armstrong. You know what I mean? It was kind of he was the punk and and rap placed a lot of emphasis on image and going some, off in the hood. Yeah, like you. Know, kind of famously Vanilla Ice got destroyed because it turned out he literally lied about everything about his background he claimed to be from the projects he wasn't from the projects he claimed to be from Florida he wasn't from Florida you know all this sort of uh, stuff and then it was the same with um, uh, what's his face uh, Drake Drake got in a lot of trouble for that as well because Drake comes from literally like upper yeah, he, he comes from Canada but he also like comes from like a very wealthy area of Canada his parents are like quite well off, but he was rapping about being, you know, struggling for money, you know, struggling for food. Like Drake, more than likely, never financially struggled in his life. And, not, no. Yeah, and those, they, um, they place a lot of emphasis on that image, and I think in the country, they kind of love the kind of guy who's who's uh, down and out, but just completely different ends of the spectrum. Exactly, yeah. And when someone's caught being like, that's where the idea of a poser comes from. You know, if you're a poser, you're 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 inherently disrespected. And I think a lot of people see Green Day uh, and like places like bands like Pearl Jam and stuff as as being posers. They're not. Authentic. Do you think about bands who are more spirit, like more of an experience? Like someone like Tom Waits is an artist, but he's almost more of like a someone worth taking in. I think I'd be more annoyed if someone had like a Tom Waits T-shirt on than I would be if they had like a Pearl Jam T-shirt. Mm. Pearl Jam, so successful and it could almost be easy just to pick one up in a bargain bin in some charity shop by mistake and just it's a it's a cool combination of words and a logo but if you buy a tom waits t-shirt you've kind of committed to suggesting that you can at least talk about it and also like tom the tom waits t-shirts aren't sold in pennies you know you're, you're kind of no. you have to kind of go out of your way to get one yeah you'd have to go online or like go to a Maybe you'd find one in like you know the secondhand vintage shops. Someone had just traded one in, but 
unlikely someone would just come across it. And most of yeah, them Yeah, I are, think there's a, there's a degree to, like, like, even a lot of the blues artists, like, a lot of those experienced kind of guys where you don't really listen, you experience them. <laughs> They're kind of guys who I think owe it in terms of... Um, you kind of owe it to... I can see why someone would be annoyed if you, like... If I went up to someone... Like, I, I can barely talk to people about Tom Waits because so few people know him. In terms of, like, know him well. And then if someone were a top, it would kind of get me a bit excited. And I think that letdown would annoy me. You yeah. feel a bit like, oh, what the fuck, man? You know, just... just. But if I was... I think you, you kind of get to know the people, too. Like, it's... I remember once I went up to a girl in a nightclub and Brian... You know, there was a little bit of, like, love me. And um, it was... I went up to her and she had a Judas Priest top on. And I literally just got off the back of talking to Judas Priest one of the lads I went up and I started chatting to her and I started mentioning some of the nonsense that I heard off one of the lads the week before it literally like my I, my nonsense was clearly just nonsense to her too <laughs> she <laughs> took none of it on board she just started blankly staring at me it was that was kind of annoying but um I understood why because I was like look that was your fault you should have realised that those tops so generic you know yeah yeah just because someone wears the band t-shirt doesn't always mean that they like the band unless they're a sort of semi-obscure artist yeah then they're one of those ones that you always see in bands like dolan's that's just a flute yeah <clears throat> um i suppose artists the people take music as like a sort of identity people who really like music it's an identity to them and they see these people taking on this taking like you know well i like teen spirit so i'll buy nirvana t-shirt and they see that as kind of an attack on this on this identity they've built for themselves as like well i'm unique because i have all this information on nirvana i've listened to montage of heck you know i i know all the b-sides and all this and this person, they're coming in and they're trying to pretend to be like me. You know, it's it's a sort of herd group mentality of this is us and you are not one of us. And it's a very sad and petty outlook, really. Well, are built like that, though. Of yeah, course, yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, honestly, I couldn't like. I think like like you, the people, the kind of people you would describe in their kin, uh, are the kind of people. Who, uh, if you get that bothered about it, then they really have nothing else to be worrying about. Like they're kind of the lads who you kind of picture they're staying home, living with their parents in the dole, you know. Mm. You know the kind of. Really, what you're really bad for, Darren. Huh? What you're really bad for? What am I really bad for? This is a call out right now. <laughs> you're really oh. bad for uh, not taking on board any. You you have like a expression that glosses over your face when any music that isn't rap comes on. <laughs> I have to admit that rap is my most uh, favourite uh, genre. I played, a type, I played a song once and I remember you somehow played 20 seconds of it and then the, rec the CD skipped and I said, oh, I'll play it again. And you're like, no, I've heard it. Can I play DJ Welchie? I <laughs> <laughs> I was probably if I, if it was DJ, but I was I was fairly drunk at that time, was it? At that stage, what was that time that we drove up the mountain when you two were buzzed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was fairly buzzing. I, I don't know when I'm buzzed. I just, I just want fast kind of 
disco music. I don't know, I can't describe it, but, um... You're so happy with it. You started taking, like, ten videos, and, like, I don't know where the other nine yeah. went, because you made one your story, and the others just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. No, I, I, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of, um, me, what it's like being, um, you know, like, Pursuit of Happiness by, um, you know, the the remix, you know, the really fast-moving version. No. No. You don't know. You surely know it, Ken, no? The remix of Pursuit of Happiness. No. I don't know. It's a very good fucking... It's a good song. And I got... I got, I got um, at my um, apartment one night, I, I started drinking a few cans with the, the lad I was sharing with. I got fair buzz, but he went to bed. And uh, I was, you know, still feeling the buzz. So I was brushing my teeth in the bathroom with a pair of ear headphones on me, <laughs> listening to Pursuit of Happiness. And I was just... I'd say about a half an hour past, I was just in the bathroom, just kind of boffing away, like, you know? Pushing my teeth. Yeah, no. Taste of music is such a... I think it's great amongst the lads because there's such a... Like many of us that are like, um... Ryan and you who are just fucking mad into, like, all sorts of rap. And then there's me and Matthew who love, like, all kinds of, like, fucking blues and rock. And there's, like, fucking Ken who's just, like, gay shit. And then there's just, just a healthy <laughs> mix of lads. You fucker, I like the same music you do. <laughs> Oh, you like fucking some gay shit, man. You, you fucking Kanye. That's just some. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he likes man. Yeah, man. Good. He likes <laughs> men, but that's that's not. <laughs> there's a fucking there's a good healthy mix, but it is fun because like uh, I remember one day, it, 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 like it's fun amongst the boys, you know, because like there was a few times when we would have like drinking sessions and we do like rounds. Ryan would want a song really badly, and he, we'd make him go last, and then we'd. Ordinate amongst the five lads ahead of him to all play 25 minute long songs. <laughs> <laughs> and we somehow, and like the suicidal nature he'd get into. Because like the, the buzz of hearing your song when you're buzzed is, is on, like it's just overwhelming it's at times. It's the best. There's times when like I, I've been buzzed and I've been sitting there and like I'll have a song queued and like everyone else will be in their own world in a way and you're just sitting there, you're taking it in and you were just on top of the, like the globe is just too small for how happy you were. I remember. And then you're, um, uh, I remember once I was I had like just discovered a song and I was listening to it a lot, and we went to Costi's then one night and that song came on in Costi's. It was the first time I've ever heard it in Costi's, and I was like, it was such a like I was I was I was fucking um, I was Langer's like, but I was so happy. I was like, what the fuck? How did they like? I was just listening to the song like last night. I'd like just discovered it. Yeah, there was a, so many great times when you just like I I know often in times in Costi, I'll be upstairs and uh, I'll be dancing, I'll lose the lads, and then I'll go downstairs and they have like a weird thing where around one a.m. they play Pearl Jam like without fail. You'll go down without the boys. You'll be a bit sad. You'll have like one day I went down and some one of the lads had my card and I had nothing to do. I couldn't buy a drink. I couldn't do anything. I just sat down on the couches and just let the music take over. And I literally was, like, dead staring at anyone coming over to me. Did not want chat. I did not want anything but the experience of just sitting down. The, um, I, I got a great, uh, mute. I, I, again, it's, uh, you know Denzel Curry, Ken, yeah? I do. Uh, it was, uh, Christmas time, and we, I was going out drinking with my cousin. And, uh, we, uh, you know, we did pre-drinks at our house, like, you know, and our father was giving us a drive in to town after, you know? And uh, uh, by the time we were going into town, like, you know, you're fairly buzzed after pre like, I just remember sitting in the back of the car, 
uh, fair fucking buzzed with my earphones in listening to Denzel Curry. Uh, what's it? Ricky, is it? Ricky, yeah. Yeah, oh man. Uh, that that was a great... That was like coming up to Christmas. The, the, the buzz was great. Like, you know, finished to work a few days off work. Got paid. And uh, it was just such a fucking fantastic night. And I, I have a great... I, I have a really good memory of just sitting in the back of the car, like, buzzed off my head, just listening to Ricky uh, through my earphones on the way into town, like, you know, to carry on the drinking sesh, you know? Hmm. Yeah, music... Oftentimes ha- when I think people get sad when they have to go into town because they have to leave the tunes behind. I know, yeah. Actually, I, I prefer... Um, from, um, when I'm, I prefer. I think prees are better. Like you know, in prees are better, but only because they are prees. I think if you knew you weren't going out, you wouldn't squeeze as much into them. But like the, the constant fighting between everyone, between I need my song now because you know you're leaving in an hour, like that, all that kind of banter creates like the perfect occasion for the best three hours. But if you knew it was yeah. gonna never end, it wouldn't be as great. I mean, well, that's true. Yeah, we you make the most of it. We had that. Um house session last time we went to to Mayo where it was we, we couldn't the pubs session. weren't are you like the fucking Gary man <laughs> what? Right, let's go. house session <laughs> what do you mean just sesh no no because we didn't go out yeah it's still a sesh though. you just said we just be drank in the house well, well, the house I, session I, was so formal like. I wanted to designate that it was inside the house only Okay, go ahead. Anyway, yeah. Uh, and that that was a good buzz. There was no end in sight, really, for that, because we weren't going out. I mean, I think... Which one was that? Was that the time we all drank, yeah? Yeah, we, we, we drank. Yeah, uh, no, there's, there's definitely been good nights when it comes down to just drinking. But I think the the certain point in the night when you do need strangers... And if only just for the the banter. And you also need the element of, like, if there's anyone single or... Sometimes even lads in relationships, their they're girls will be going out when you meet them out. Like, it's kind of... These, I think, are kind of like the... They're like... You know when you call all the banners and you're prepping for war? <laughs> and then you go into battle. And battle is, like, where 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 all the glory is. It's where everything's won and lost. But it's, it's fucking deadly dangerous. But, um... No, that fucking feast before you go out. That's that's still class. Yeah, you're prepping yourself up, you know, getting getting, getting in sight. Man, it freaks me out that a lot of countries don't do prees. Like majority of countries just don't do it. And currently, yeah, man, coming over here and the the, the French like the fucking. I'll give you an example, right? Actually, I was giving up to Jen about this the other night. Saturday, um, um, Jen's parents had friends over, you know. And you know, I was looking forward to it, like you know, because you know, we hadn't seen we hadn't seen anyone in two months or whatever, you know. And so they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll go drinking and whatnot." But I guess I suppose because you're drinking with the parents anyway. But it was the driest drinking session I've ever. Fu- First of all, okay, it was all wine. Okay, it was just fucking wine, and and you have to kind of you know you kind of you can't take a glass of wine for yourself. Okay, they have to offer it to you, and the whole thing. I went to bed early because I, 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 it was just, it was a disgrace. Like, you know? I went to bed at half six. I, I was giving up to Jen about it after. I think I think the Irish have a great sense of like you understand that like life is very much fleeting. <laughs> we pay very little heed to like what what the consequences are, but we live, you know. Where I think other countries they're they're far healthier. They probably have a healthier relationship with alcohol, but they don't. They don't smile as much in the moment, you know. Yeah, the the idea of session is is a very 
it's such a um, uniquely Irish thing. For uh, one time, uh, one of the lads was telling, <clears throat> I drank a huge amount of whiskey one night. It was, I, I honestly, like, I, I can't even remember how much, but maybe like three quarters of a bottle. <laughs> one of the lads was telling his grandmother this, and she actually, like, she was, like, in the process of, like, trying to call an ambulance for me you know, two months later. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing of, like, where you have to, you have to realize that we, we just live on a different level in terms of, like, what, because, like, you you have to maintain the buzz. That is the key to a night out. Mm. It's getting there and then somehow getting there enough to stay there. The second you lose it, you're never getting it again. You know. The, you, gotta, you gotta you gotta maintain that buzz. Yeah. Uh, and the worst bit is when you come home after a night out and everything's quiet. You know, when you get back and you're still drunk, but there's no buzz because you have you know it's, it's night time. Everything's over. That's the worst crack. Yeah. Oh, when the lights come on, say the club. I kind of got to a point in my life now, though, where like I can't do after sessions. Oh Just no, a- afters are are vicious territory there. How did we transfer from banties to this? No idea, <laughs> but I I think we should move on to the next topic. Um. All right, the next topic is drum roll. Did we get sound effects? We didn't get sound effects. Shit, I've meant to do that this week. I'll do this it is next fucking time. Unacceptable, Ken. You are demoted, Darren. No. Yes. <laughs> no, he doesn't have that power. Fire him. Or Darren completely and utterly fucking just cut the sound effects from the budget. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Sean. There's no room in the budget for a co-host. There's no room in the budget now for another co-host. We're gonna have to put you on a contract. I'm afraid. Be like Which one a, a co-host without borders. <laughs> no. Um. But I just one last thing on that though. There's a, I'm currently doing a project on internship in Germany. I was looking up uh, top ten reasons uh, to intern in Germany, and the, the last reason on the list was um, majority of German companies have beer Fridays, where the office have beer in the office and they share it out amongst you. So on your break, you go out and you have two or three beers, and you go back to work. I was that, just thinking, like, why don't we have that in Ireland? And I was like, because we would overdo it. We have no capacity not to do that in an extremely ridiculous way. Imagine ringing Dell, like, because your computer's broken. It's just, uh, just another lad on the other end, just fucked, just ruined. And that's the yeah, that's the issue we actually yeah. Once once we once the Irish people start drinking, it's kind of like you know, there's no stopping. You know, you can't have two or three. Yeah. I, we don't believe in moderation. No, 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 no. It's like we don't drink every night with our dinner, but then there's like one night a week then where, you know, you have like, <laughs> you go, you binge drink basically, you know? Hmm. We got all our drinking done in, in one day that people would do in a week. That's exactly it, yeah. And I was having a conversation with Jen about this the other day, and uh, yeah, she was kind of saying how, actually, I made, I made a, the point that, uh, like she was saying, that when my father goes out on a Saturday night, he drinks like six pints, okay? And I was like, okay, well, if you think about it, your parents have a glass of wine or a beer with dinner every night of the week. That's seven. So technically, you're drinking more than than, than a lad who goes out and drinks six, you know, six pints in a night, like you know. Mm. And they consider that to be binge drinking, you know. I mean, I it, is, it is. We get the most out of drinking in the context that, like, a mild pause isn't really what alcohol was made for. You. <laughs> no, it was, no, no. It was made to be a bit more on it, like the. 
Yeah, fucking Europe is a fucking backwards nation. Man. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Anything. They just grab things and do it the wrong way and then fucking just say it's better. Getting a car and driving it fucking in reverse constantly. Like, what's the point in drinking to be not drunk? Yeah, I don't get it. We were talking about this in the preamble, Sean, where it's like, I don't get the mentality of, I'll just have a glass of beer when I'm watching a movie. It's like, what the fuck? Like, just drink Coke. It's the same effect. Unless you really like the taste of your beer, which you probably don't, just drink something else. Why don't you just fucking smoke a joint and fuck off? Like, all you're looking for is to be relaxed. Yeah, just... No, beer is for fucking... It's not for... not for people just to settle in. Like, it's... It's a fucking conversation looper. It's a way to be relaxed. It's a way to kind of feel like the king of the world for whatever amount of time it is. But no, seven over the course of a week, like just fucking find something else. Put that into one. Just put that into one night, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I that's what I was saying. I would be concerned for someone that drinks every day as opposed to someone that drinks a lot in one day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd be yeah. more concerned. But uh, I mean. I'll not, I'll ju- I will say one thing, though. You, you made the point there, Ken, you know, like, unless you really like your beer, which you probably don't, but there is one thing. A pint of Guinness is a beer you really do, you really enjoy it as you drink it, you know? It's not something you have to force back just to get drunk. It, it, it is nice, but I would never drink it when I'm just, like, relaxing at home. I'd drink it at a no, pub. No, no. I'd have maybe one or two pints at a pub, or, like, if I was going to something, but I didn't want to get too fucked, I would have that. You know, if I was just going to the pub for a little, like, meet-up with a friend, I yeah. would have a few pints of Guinness. But I wouldn't just... You'd enjoy it. And I'd love it, but I wouldn't go home and be like, right, I'm going to watch fucking, um, you know, I'm going to watch Mad Men and drink a pint of Guinness. I just... It doesn't strike me as entertaining. I think there's a... The thing, too, when, you like, when you're only drinking one or two is it creates, like, this culture of, like, my God, he got drunk. What a fucking scumbag. And I don't like people get drunk and it just happens, you know. Like I think one of the best men I've ever met in my life, I've seen able to stand, and it, it in no way inhibits my opinion of them, you know. Oh, I've been there myself, or like I met my own granduncle, twenty first birthday, when I could fucking barely walk straight. You know, he just kind of looked at it like, yeah, that was just one night. Sean lost it, you know. It's fucking doesn't um, you don't have the same sort of like fucking ooh ah culture as. More like France, where you just can't fucking do anything you want. You just have to fucking bow down to, like, some fucking bitch at the top of the corridor. Exactly, yeah. Although, you, your family's different. Like, uh, I, I couldn't get pissed drunk. My parents, yeah. And my, you know. But uh, my, my extended family, there's not a fucking chance you could get pissed drunk around them. I tell you, we had a wedding once. Parents. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> I, I had, we had a wedding once. I just turned... Um, 18, it was my auntie, and you know, there's like, you know, there's a free bar and stuff at every wedding, so you know, I just turned 18 and I wanted to prove that I could drink, like, you know, so uh, 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 at the free bar, I took like a shitload of whiskey and I never mixed it, so, and then of course, we went to the dinner where there's free wine, and so I was mixing my whiskey and wine, and I, I, I don't really remember the night, like, I, I had to get put to bed around like 10 or 11, but uh, <laughs> to, this, to, to this fucking day, like, I still get a doing over it at every family gathering. I remember that time you got really drunk, and it just, I don't know, like, you know. Like, Put to bed is a dose, though. Even, no matter how bad you are, you gotta write it out. I don't fucking <laughs> remember. <laughs> yeah. I remember I my one, but I, I, had to, I just knew I had to write it out. You cannot allow anyone to be putting yeah. you to do anything, because that's when, that's when stories happen. Mm. That's it, yeah. I think the worst thing is when you have to pretend that you're sober, or that you're not that drunk when you're completely shattered. Yeah. 
And you, you think you're an expert. You think you're doing it. You think yeah, you have everyone food. better when I'm when I'm fucking mouldy because I spend so much time making sure I don't appear mouldy. <laughs> put no effort into any text when I'm not drunk, and then the second I'm drunk, every comma. Oh yes. <laughs> that's it. No, I, I that, that 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 that's my experience with it. Anyway. I think um um as when I, when I'm trying to pretend to be sober when I'm not, like I keep kind of like. I go back, I keep thinking five minutes back, thinking, oh God, did I say that right? How did I, you know, how did I sound when I said that? Mm. Did I, you know? The worst uh, is when, you know, when the bouncer asks you, you all right, lad? And you're like, yeah. oh no, I must look really fucked. <laughs> <laughs> one one, one funny news. Well, uh, I was just saying that uh, the night when we went out um, uh, and I got put, put put in the taxi and sent home, where the, the story where Ken was trying to get a a pint of hop house or something, and you know, it was like the minute Ken just said pint of hop house, he was like out, and Ken, you just kind of stood there not knowing what happened. Well, I didn't hear him. I do remember that scenario. I just didn't hear what he said. I thought he yeah. said they didn't have any. I was honestly on like special needs watch that night. The two of you were just fucking. <laughs> you uh, were on absolute like. I I blame old Samuel. It was just a case of like. While trying to like help Ken order a pint, I was also I lost you, and then you were discovered in the bathroom, and Ken was discovered outside, and it was so much shenanigans afoot. It's a difficult night. Yeah. Well, actually, what was the name of the bar we were in that night? Which one was it? Chaplin. That's the one, Chaplin's. I was trying to think of the name recently. I couldn't remember the the name of the place, but uh, that was it. Move on. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll we'll move on to the next topic, which I think is Sean's. Um, my topic is essentially that this lockdown shit is way too extreme, and we have made a mistake. Okay. So, obviously, <clears throat> uh, right now Ireland is still under pretty severe lockdown. I would say uh, there's a five-kilometer exercise limit. You can't uh, take public transport without a letter from your employer stating that you have to go there for work reasons, or a letter from, uh, like, if you have to care for someone, um, you have to get a letter from something. I don't know what sort of organization you go to there, but you have to get a letter essentially saying you have to travel. So travel is essentially restricted for most people. Um, non non-essential businesses are closed, so restaurants, pubs, hair uh, hair salons. Barbers, place like that, they're all closed, and uh, there is a to be a six foot between each person in any interaction, and there's flexi glass must be installed in all shops. So on you know on the the register, they uh, they have a plexi glass installed, and face masks they're not required but they are advised as well as hand sanitizer must be provided in all public spaces, which I haven't seen being obeyed at all, to be honest. But apparently that's one of them. I think, uh, that, that, like I was saying, like you said, they haven't been... <coughs> the government are saying a lot of shit, like, but a lot of people aren't actually listening, you know? Mm. That's the. I think the they're social only, distancing is going out the window. <laughs> they're, turning a, they're turning a blind eye, but then I think they're just, it's kind of a safety to say that if there was a huge... If things did go around against a... I you know, listen, we said all this and you didn't listen, you know? Yeah, but how... I think, um... Go on. Um, yeah, I think... 
kind of a. Uh, I, you're probably better to go ahead, Ken, because. Uh, I, I, I was just kind of wondering, like, will people care? Like, if the government says, "Hey, now we said social distancing," you didn't. Will people even listen? Will people like? Because I think with social distancing, it's the sort of thing where people just forget. I don't think it's open defiance. I think it's just you see someone, you shake their hand. That's like driven into us, or you know, you know. I think you, a strong sentiment too I've experienced in the last little while is a that's a Dublin problem. That's a city problem. You know, it's it's not a. I don't I don't have anything here. Like I like uh, it was three of us here, and we were not like fucking complete nerds. Like we have friends. Does any of you know anyone with it, or even like true connection? A very distant relative of mine died from it. That's that's my low, closest connection. And my uncle got tested, but he's fine. Aaron. Um. No, I don't. Uh, well. Uh, none, none of my family got it. Uh, a friend of a friend got it, all right, but he was grand, he was fine, like he was he was young, and uh, it was a neighbour here. Apparently, uh, my girlfriend Jen's neighbour, she died from it, all right, but she, uh, I, I don't, I didn't know her, like, but they they knew her apparently. It's kind of it's it is definitely it is touching. It isn't and it making an impression on the world, but. Um... It is very much like do do and do you guys agree with how like extreme this entire thing has been in terms of uh, defense? Do you think we we did enough? We did too much, or we didn't do uh, any? We didn't do anywhere near what we should have done. I think I think there's not much that you could do past. Uh, just one second. What? Past what they've already uh, what Yeah, just leave it out for me though. Done, there's no, yeah, you can, there's not much more they could do. Like you know. I think that was an overstep doing what they did though because. Virus is. Um, it was worth kind of sacrificing the economy and everything for the sake of, of um, slowing it down. You know. I think. Um, I think the whole thing. What 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 the whole go- what governments tried to do all over the world was they tried to overreact instead of underreacting. I think. Yeah. I think they, I think they were playing they were playing it safe, but. Um, um, I saying saying that they overreacted. No, saying that it's too extreme. Uh, I think at the start it was necessary, you know. But now, uh, things seem to be calming down, and you know, there's like what I guess there was like twenty seven deaths or something. Uh, I think now they can start kind of you know they can start kind of easing the easing all these restrictions. But that's thing in my opinion. Is too, like, thing is too, like I that the the predictions and the reality of this virus are very very different. Like it's. It's not spreading the way. Yeah, I know, like, like you could say, you could argue social distancing is obviously affecting that, but without that, it doesn't seem to be to be as deadly or as as um, I guess kind of as society as it was first interpreted. It seems very much like it's um, it's kind of it's very much just just the disease that targets people who are already vulnerable to. Get, like none of us are scared of it because we understand that it doesn't really affect us, but it's kind of a disease that attacks the vulnerable. And is it fair to like? I heard a guy yesterday say that um, it's a virus that attacks old people, and for the sake of the old people, the young people will have to live in a recession for another ten years. You know, we've essentially we've we've garnered up the next ten years of our economic lives towards the health of people who are in their eighties. You know. Was that fair? 
I suppose the question is how much more deaths will we have of young because young people, young healthy people are dying from this virus. It's not many, but would that number be literally dozens though, man? But if to if, like, if there was no lockdown, would we have would those deaths would be much higher? You know, I think they would. It's I mean, it's fair to say I don't think so, but that that's just true. Like you know, if, if we don't, that sort of things we don't know. If two billion people got this virus, what would the youth death rate look like? And we don't know. It would be much higher. It definitely would be higher. I think. Um, I don't um, think so, man. I think this virus is very much like it. it the predominant deaths are nursing homes. You know, it doesn't. It takes out. 0.01% of people under the age of 25, is it? Uh, like, it, it literally affects nothing towards the... It, 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 might, it, probably, it might have a, a larger effect, but so insignificantly, you know? It, it doesn't... It's a virus that, like, doesn't show up in young people at all. It's a virus for the old, and it's a virus for the people who are already vulnerable anyway. People who wouldn't... Who would kind of in the sense, have to watch themselves regardless. People who've, people, if you're 25 and you've gone through chemo, obviously you have to watch yourself, you know? But it, it's hard to watch yourself when... Because this virus is quite contagious and you can be asymptomatic. So if... No, but if it, just don't... Like, isolate the people who have... who are, are at risk. Why keep everyone at home when it, it will not necessarily affect everyone, you know? But if, let's say, you, you have a MS or something, and your job says, okay, you don't have to work today. We'll send you home. But if you live with someone who is healthy, who is working, they may have the coronavirus and not know and give it to you. At which point, you will your your chances of dying have just skyrocketed. You know, you, you no, but we obviously don't have people from the outside coming into houses with people with MS. No, um, what if you live? You can with them? cut that more easily than you can cut the like cut down the entire world. A lot more drastic than to essentially protect to to cocoon those who need protection. You know. See, the thing is, is that I don't think I it it is possible to have it would be possible to house those people in a different area, but I don't think we would do that. I just I I don't have the faith in our government to actually do that. If they were, I think it was a choice of lockdown or just not no lockdown at all. I don't think they would do like a half measure. And I, I think one issue was as well was uh, it wasn't affected when not in, in, in not just in Ireland but Spain, France, Italy was they weren't afraid of too many people dying. But the, the real fuck up before there was um, uh, isolation was the hospitals were completely full. Like so, the people who really needed ventilators who would have died were really lacking the the help and the care they needed. Like you know. Yeah, that's the thing. Just because. Yeah, that was a massive the like cause and the decision. It definitely yeah. seems like um, countries who didn't go into lockdown necessarily see the spikes that countries like Sweden didn't lock down completely. They shut down events over 50 people, but you can still gather, you can still go to a restaurant, you can still, like the economy is still ticking over. Um, and they've, they've, I believe they're slightly under, but they're about the same level as countries that are in complete lockdown. Um, but they're going to come out of this with a semblance of an economy and they're not going to have as many unemployed. They're going to have a pretty solid base in like small industry because you could, the entire time you were at home, you, you know, you were working from home. You could go to a garden shop. You could go to a restaurant. You could continue to live and you could, you were not like you weren't in any way not allowed to see friends or family, but you, um, you just had to be careful. 
and they've come out of this with a lot more mental health and a lot more a lot more wealth and um you know it seems like did shutting everything down was it just did it kind of swap one problem for another like does i heard a i know it's only conjecture story but i'm sure the stats will come out in the in the future that there was a police officer in America who runs a small town, and he was saying they usually deal with one suicide a week. Now they deal with five a day. You know, it's like, did we really, did we really think about what we did here? You know, I, I think it, with the case of Sweden is that Sweden has one of the world's most renowned healthcare systems in the world, and Ireland does not. I mean, Ireland can barely house the people we have now, and. Just because you know there are not that many deaths, there are a lot of there were a lot of ICU cases in Ireland, and those people would clog up the system was the problem. Whereas in Sweden they are much more robust with their uh, hospitals. Whereas you know our, we were we we were having people on trolleys um, before this, so now all of a sudden you have these people who have this extremely contagious disease on trolleys in a hospital. It wouldn't be a recipe for. Uh, it, it would spread the virus like wildfire in to explicitly vulnerable people in hospitals, and that was the problem. I mean, uh, there's quite a lot of nurses right now who are dying from coronavirus, who are healthy, um, and young, who are catching it from patients, and that would be a lot worse if we didn't do a lockdown and our our ICUs were overrun with these people who were dying from uh, coronavirus, or maybe not dying, but who had it. And we're then spreading it to people with cancer, people with various different illnesses in hospitals. And I would say that's probably the... I, I don't know this definitively, of course, but I would say that's a big reason why Sweden did so... Uh, did much better than we did, was for that reason. Yeah, I feel, I feel though, if you look at... Um, the virus definitely seems to have this thing where, like, exposure to it, the length of exposure tends to affect how badly you get affected, and that is fair in terms of like looking out for the healthcare workers but i think in terms of like like logistically and everything it's just it doesn't seem practical because now we've all been at home for the last two months and the virus has definitely slowed and when they start reopening it again like people are gonna you know the virus is going to just pick up speed again and then essentially the icu beds are going to become inflated again i don't see why we couldn't have done a minor thing of like allowing people outside in order that like why can't why can't, like, um, de our Netherlands did this thing where young people gather into coronavirus parties and they have, say, 200 known infected cases with 1,000 non-infected cases. And you, you gather in a group and just talk with the one person who has it. And then they spread the virus through that. And then eventually it'll get to a point where it's it's so pr uh, prevalent in the population that the, the population can't spread it anymore because the virus can't hop around as, as easily. And I feel like like a solution like that would have been far more wherewithal to a virus that is very, very easily even symptomatic. It would have been better to do it that way rather than to shut the world out. I mean, the Hong Kong flu was in 1968, and that killed a million people, which is 800,000, over 800,000 more than this virus killed. And the world didn't, like Woodstock was on that year. You know, the world barely shut down. We had like some case testing. We had some like some obvious cases where we we um looked after people but to shut the world in i think was just kind of a it was 
it was a, a step too far for a disease that didn't require it. I, I suppose another thing is that we we don't fully know everything about the coronavirus. New things are coming out every few weeks. Uh, initially, they didn't think it was possible to be transmitted from humans to human, and then obviously we found out that's true. That was just China fucking around. They knew that could happen. That was just China didn't want to say that. Exactly, and and who's to say that it might not come out in the future that coronavirus could leave lasting lung damage? That was something I seen as well. That they think it could potentially. Who knows? Ten years down the line, you could end up. Uh, struggling to breathe because you had coronavirus, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, I was reading... No, but it's not... Us locking down isn't going to stop people getting it. Everyone's going to catch it eventually, you know? Same number of people who are going to catch it are always going to catch it because it's just, like, you can say a vaccine, but, uh, you know, we're going to be open before the vaccine gets anywhere near us, and then we're going to start catching it again. And that's, you know, the case... Sorry, one last thing. The case isn't stop people catching it it's to slow the rate of people catching it that's why we Great. locked them you know I, I think what they were just trying to do is just yeah make space in the in the hospitals prepare more with perfect with a uh, protective equipment and kind of just kind of i don't know i think the issue was when this thing hit it was like december january and there's a lot of people in the hospital for other things like uh the common flu so i think what i read online was what they really wanted to do was really kind of push it into the summertime when it's a little warmer, and then there'll be less people suffering from the common flu, the winter flu, and then everyone in hospital with these symptoms, they know, okay, well, it can't be the winter flu, it has to be just COVID-19, so they can kind of focus in more, whereas I think what was happening in December and January was some people had COVID-19, other people had the flu, and there was so much fucking time being wasted trying to, you know, get people tested and send off the tests and get the results, and I think they just really wanted to push it until the summer, so then if someone has these symptoms, it really can't be just the flu because, you know, that's when you winter, it's January, December, February, you know? I know. I, I, I do understand to a sense that we should, like, think having, like, like, like uh, football events or concerts right now is a very good idea. It's a very much, you know, let's not have mass gatherings, but to shut down all form of gathering, it's just, it's, somewhat, I think it's just senseless. I think it's just a case of, like, we can't deal with the fact that we're not enough almost we have to do everything possible and it's at a point where i think it's just it's a step too far like even like national parks are shut down you know that's you certain countries have trackers on you where you have to have a an app open every time you leave your house it's it seems like people are just they're, they're fucking so afraid that they're willing to just do whatever is needed like people are fucking you off you always see it now and like you, you if you leave your estate your neighbors are glaring at you you know it's People are um, feel bad. Feel bad fucking, the world just switched on it. It just switched in its head for something that's you no. Know, like I've honestly known more people in one year who caught the cold than I've known people to catch this. And I, I granted the cold isn't as isn't as deadly, but it's um, you know it's fucking it's it's very much for a virus with like a two percent fatality rate. You know it seems I could understand if it was like a twenty percent. Obviously, then you'd have to completely shut down, but. This thing is, it's um, it's gonna, it's I don't know, it's it's gonna create a lot more havoc than I think we understand. Especially, you know, you're gonna have a generation of young people growing up in a world where physical contact is almost deemed as like evil. You know, you have you have ads all day. You go into a supermarket, you're you're just fucking bombarded with "Don't get too close, two meters apart," and that could affect young people in terms of like fucking how they grow up and how they like fucking hang out with people and how they have like intimate moments and 
you're gonna really like you really really like just test it's the same way I don't know it's probably a bad example but when you remove like mosquitoes from the environment because they're causing a problem and then you forget that the mosquitoes fuel uh, the bats and then when the bats disappear suddenly you get a locust infestation you know it's like I think we just made a drastic action in in the moment and had no forethought to like the economic consequences um, for something that probably could have been better, something that probably could have been handled in a more sort of um, grey way, not just such a black-white stay-at-home way, you know. I think um, I, I agree with you on the point of obviously concerts and that couldn't go ahead, but I, I do see... I pause you for 20 seconds because I have to take a piss. <laughs> Okay, we um. You just like just hum. Let me go. We'll just uh, we'll just have a little casual conversation here, Darren. Well, first of all, no, just we might. Do, do you agree with with Sean's um? Do you do you uh, what I would have said was uh, it, it, first of all, it's very difficult for governments to make these kind of decisions. But then, as well, you have to kind of account for the fact that if the government gave a bit of leeway saying, okay, look, uh, certain people stay home, certain people go out and just uh, look, just try to avoid small gatherings. Instead of just saying stay home per se, I feel like a lot of people just wouldn't listen to it anyway and they would just continue doing, you know, like 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 we were saying, when That's Ireland closed so down, <laughs> like, like we were saying there, like, when they closed, when, 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 when the, lockdown rules first came along and uh, at the time the pubs and the restaurants were still open I mean the first night everyone was off work they all went to Temple Bar and had a huge party or a, a huge piss up like you know mm. yeah I get that too because I think everyone knew this was coming in yeah like, just you know one last time I feel like you know the national parks being closed is a fucking in an absolute travesty, but in a way, I get the fact that they were being occupied. But that was more just moronic people, more than anything else. Like, it was um, a huge number of people who just like were concentrating on two beaches in Clare when there's literally 19 beaches. You know, uh, I, I, I feel, do, um, and I think I, I'd agree. I feel like, oh, I, I feel like pe- okay. people. Wait, what were we saying? <laughs> Oh, go ahead, Darren. You you go. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was just saying. I I I think Sean, though, the fact that they closed the national parks, that for me, I didn't agree with that. Like, cause, you, you know, if people, if, if I think it's good that like, they were going to the national parks, like, you know. Well, I will point out the only reason they closed those national parks was because of that protest in Phoenix Park. Um, there was a big protest where a hundred, two hundred people gathered, mass gathered, um to protest the, the lockdown and so then they closed the national parks all the national parks were open until um, there's also a massive case in Clare where a lot of people gathered to one beach and there was like all these pictures of like cars backed up for like a half a mile that really that kind of picture went into like the the independence and stuff and it really started getting like why are we in lockdown when all these people are gathered at the beach uh, started shutting uh, down all these outdoor facilities that were even now, like I went up to the burn I mean, just before the kind of rule came in about 
fine and there was guards patrolling the, the one of the hikes out there. Yeah, I, I think nature walks and stuff like that is is ridiculous unless they're super busy. It's um like the two kilometer lockdown. I think everyone agreed that that was stupid. No one listened. Like no uh, you, one obeyed you, that two kilometer limit. You, you have to, and and the thing about um, you know, just for exercise. I mean, you, the amount of people you saw exercising, you never, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it it's ridiculous. Like two kilometers is a very small distance. It is, it is. Me and Ken, when this first started, me and Ken had a very, like, every day almost, we had a discussion of, like, man, the average age of death today was 84 years old. Why are we stuck at home? An average age of someone who actually lived, like, if someone died from cancer um, at 84, you'd be like, that guy lived a fucking good life. He, he lived a long time. Someone dies of a virus at 84. That's an average age. Some people died at 90 from this thing. We are all stuck at home. I haven't seen most of my friends in the last two months. I haven't seen my girlfriend in two months. I haven't seen anyone my own age, really, in two months. For the sake of, of nursing home, really. Yeah, I mean, the um, the gathering of friends is something that I think... I, I think the public transport ban is also a bit ridiculous. Because... There are valid reasons to use public transport, like that that exclude work. You know what I mean? I think yeah. if I wanted to get a bus to Portleash, like Portleash is not that far, and I've gone there since, and I haven't got coronavirus. You know, what about people who have to do their shopping? Where are they supposed to get? The, are they supposed to write to Tesco to get a letter? You know, I I don't know what that scenario is. Like. It's. Uh, I was talking about this kind of when this started. Was that um, I was doing shopping for the my neighbors. My neighbors are all elderly, and they wanted me to do the shopping for them. I, was, I had no problem, and I said I wasn't going to go to the big town. I was just going to go to the to the little town near us. But man, the prices on shit in like Spar is ridiculous. You could not do a week shop in Spar. You'd be fucking broke. You know, it, it's and that's a extra euro on like on things that cost two euro. Not always. I mean, there's stuff in there that is twice the price. Um, particularly cooking things, I found. If people are doing baking, it's quite expensive to, to buy. In. Usually, yeah, two things cost 10 euro inside Spare, where it might cost, you know, cheap, like, just jump change inside somewhere like Little. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think uh, we do need to look at the, the loneliness and mental health factor. If you go online right now, the amount of people who are frustrated because they they can't get out, they can't see their friends, they can't. Um, you know, some people they can't go. You know, they're finding it hard to exercise because they go to the gym and obviously gyms are closed. And you can exercise at home, but let's say you're doing a particular workout, you can't do that at home. You know, unless you have the machinery. Um, which, it's a little hard when you're sitting around all day. It's in like no snack. Exactly, and like okay, you can go for a run and you can do that but you can't go fucking bench press you know you you can't do i mean unless you have one at your house which most people don't so so tough on like young people that we've given up a summer you know like it's it's is kind of the possibly the best time of your entire life being young during the summer we've completely given into like into we've completely surrendered it or you know this year at the very least and possibly might even slip into the winter 
Well, we might, yeah, we might lose out on our next semester in college. We might go online only. And that would be a dose because, I mean, as much as, you know, I think we've talked about this ad nauseum in the show where it's, as much as, you know, college is for the academic, it's also for the social. I mean, that, I don't think anyone... Kids go to... Pardon? The reason kids go to school and not just, like, it's easy to educate people. You could just, you know, feed them a curriculum of just this and that. A huge chunk of school is able to mingle, and it's putting putting a child into a group of 30 people they don't know and letting them learn social skills and everything. It's just the adult version in college where you just do adult things. You, you drink and you fuck and you strange other things, you know? Isn't that the argument against homeschooling is, you know, it doesn't allow kids social skills? And then they're now saying, oh, you, you have fucking to. pick them out, man. Yeah, you can, of course. It, like, I mean, I have met a homeschool person who was normal, and I've met a homeschool person that was anything but normal. And, you know, homeschooling, I mean, that's a completely different topic. We can get into that another day. But um, my, my point was that uh, I said this to you yesterday. It's like, you know, if we know people in their final year of college who have submitted their final assignments and all they have to show for it is they just sit on their arse and watch Netflix. You know, the, 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 submitting your final assignment should be a cause for an absolute, you know, monster of a fucking session. You know, you should almost fucking kill yeah. yourself after that. You know, you've earned it. I know a guy who's just submitted his final assignment and his reward is, like, debate on whether or not we try to sneak ourselves up to a friend's house, you know? Yeah, and, and that's... Like, it's... I, I think small I think small gatherings of friends should be allowed but regardless of pubs and stuff like that obviously I think nightclubs the argument is there you know nightclubs are jam packed people are sweaty dancing next to each other and there's a lot of, there's lots of other stuff going on but yeah the, the like there's no I feel like there's no justifiable reason I can't go down and uh you know, go to a, a. I can't get the bus to Limerick. You know, there, I don't think there's. I think the only reason should be if you're pa- if you plan on going home and you have a parent who's at risk. If you have someone at risk in your household, your house is an isolation palace. You know, but yeah, you have a reason. Like then. if my dad's like fifty five and he go out and see a friend, like I think it's like a three percent like fatality rate. Maybe you know, it, it, like the chances are unless he's had previous like health scares or he's obese or something like that but um when it comes to the time too where there's like a certain thing of personal responsibility where you, you know have to be able to look at ourselves and be like i can make that decision i don't need to be told it and being everyone being told what to do like this video games out there that, that give you more like selection on how you want to play you know so it's a bit um a bit just oppressive i think at this stage we've we've earned it i think and we've earned the right to kind of select what we do and and um it's very much like, uh, some of the rulings on what you can do and stuff they're, they're they're fucking childish like they just you can throw a ball you you know it's like some of these things that they're telling us that we can now do like they, they almost like they talk to us like we're fucking we have fucking massive brain injuries like it's uh, another it's, factor there's it's no respect shown to uh, another factor in that though is i would say quite a lot of the country is pretty pig ignorant and doesn't wouldn't understand what they can and can't do if they were allowed to do that uh, i would you, you meet a lot yeah. of stupid people in your life and you have to you have to realize the government's 
talking to everybody at that point. They're not just talking to you. They're talking to the people who, you know, who don't feel like the, dump the person they're to talking to. Person they're talking to in that document is the person. Like it's almost like a representative of how they feel. We all are. You know, they're almost they almost directed that at the public, and the public is like personified in the person they think is in that document, and it's it's just some bumbling idiot, you know. I, I w- they have no. I wouldn't say it's an entirely unfair example of the majority of people. To be honest, there is a lot of tickos out there. No, but I think at the same time, there's a sense of like, um, you know, we were talking about earlier the way like social news and stuff. You know, the way people get like this mad sense of like fucking oh no when we leave the house for the third time in a day or something. Get we'll get to a point where. Is, um, things are become like socially acceptable when it becomes acceptable not to be a complete moron and you know, go up and fucking off open mouth at the till in Lidl. And we, you know, we get a certain sense of like we're gonna we're slowly gonna be building into a place that's actually worthwhile and not just a place where like every action is modern. Like I went for a walk the other day and I I was like oh shit I might actually get stopped and asked where I'm going now. That's a level I felt like I left behind when I turned 18, you know? Mm. I can kind of go where I wish. The independence of the whole thing. And, yeah, I I suppose... I, um... I would agree that there are... The restrictions are a bit... uh, No, obviously they're restrictive, but in that sense, they're a bit overly restrictive. Um, But I suppose the question... it, It is primarily aimed at cities. Like, out here in the countryside, i meet fuck all people yeah. if I went for a walk, you, you know? Have, you have a large majority of freedom in the countryside. Yeah. What I, I think, too, is I think people love the rebels. I think, like, honestly, who have you loved more in this entire lockdown situation more than that guy who tried to, like, fucking sneak up to Sligo to buy a trampoline? You know, these are the, the heroes of the lockdown, and these are because they don't give a fuck. And, like, no one's treating them like these bad guys. You know, we have this real attitude of fucking... I love his his sense of fucking, I don't give a fuck. And um, I think that really speaks to how we all feel about this. That I think we all know this is... Endless and res- like, no one I've spoken to has said, yeah, he's sitting on my bed all day, is helping. No, I think everyone feels like... I think everyone would actually feel more inclined that they're helping. Like, I would almost feel more like I'm assisting this cause than if I went up to Westport and I started hanging out with my friends... And I could have, if one of them gets the, has it, and they don't even know, spread it to our group, who's well able to handle it. And I, you know, but if I stay there two weeks, and I fucking get over it, but I don't even know, and I had it, and then I can go back, and, you know, I feel like that would actually benefit this entire thing, rather than me, who's almost very unlikely to actually legitimately get sick from it, sitting at home, you know, I don't know. I I I was, I was just gonna make a note that if Sean does die of coronavirus, this is what we're playing at his funeral. This 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 this, this episode. Um, My lungs are powerful. There is no no force that could stop my lungs from breathing. A perch, that's a bullet. But um, I feel like there's a massive sense in the world of of you know, like there's certain countries out there that. And don't have the capacity of us to handle this kind of thing, and it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with it. Like, 
obviously like, I wouldn't like to be from Brazil or Somalia right now. No, but um, watching watching that sweep through them and seeing like because a lot of people are predicting that the the prediction of how this virus spreads is incorrect that it it doesn't really take the the kind of form of um, I can't remember what it's called but what's that thing called where it goes to one then two then four then sixteen then thirty oh, you know I have no idea uh, the virus doesn't actually have that kind of spread rate it actually spreads a lot differently and it's it's not quite as um, as interpretive as, as like, are quite as uh, infectious as, as previously thought. And in, in those countries, if like you know, hundreds and thousands die, and it's it's an absolute fucking calamity, then I swear to God, I I will bow my head and say, look, we did the right thing. But if those countries just take it, and you know, thousands die, but it's thousands of vulnerable people who, you know, and it's people who, you know, if anything is swept through, like if if one year you know, a fucking a really bad cold swept through, it would have taken out a lot of people and it almost would not have made news. Then I'm gonna say, here look, we we fucked up so bad. I, I heard a, a fucking Nobel Prize winner the other day say that young people shouldn't accept this, that this is this is one la we've been handed a planet that's fucking melting is fucking absolute in absolute like dis- despair from the way the last kind of hundred years have gone. And now we've been told we can enjoy ourselves, and we also, at the same time, while we're sitting at home and not enjoying ourselves, our futures are slowly falling apart. I, I do want to point out, though, that that guy is not a... Uh, uh, I can't think of the word for He doesn't study viruses. He's just a, he's just a scientist. He's, um, he's a biologist. Biology? He studies... Um, he does study biology. Yeah. And, uh, he does study microbiology. He doesn't study, he study infectious disease, but he does study like the organisms themselves. He studies microorganisms, yeah. So he wouldn't. He's not exactly the expert on viruses. He would be more an expert on uh, bacteria that lives on your skin or like uh, little mites and stuff like that. So, and he points that out himself. Uh, those. Yeah, no, but those guys would have a very efficient knowledge of how these things transfer essentially you would have a lot more of an idea on how these things transfer compared to you and I in terms of like every how everything transfers in terms of um, how like non-harmful stuff transfers between human to human yeah he, but, um, he's more he's more educated than not but he wouldn't be I would say I wouldn't take his word as like the 100% definitive expert's opinion um, yeah no I think you can't take anyone's word as a definitive opinion now no, I think, no. Um, there's been so much misinformation from official so sources. Many um, I think um, you can't take anyone's opinion right now. Even like, but at the same time, like, so many people now who I would qualify as like people who I trust in terms of like they're like Elon Musk came out and said this was too much. Like, you know, it's I know he's he's kind of a, a pop culture figure more than a like a scientist, but he's these guys who, like, legitimately kind of process these things. It's, it just seems like Bill Gates is the one guy who's desperate to, like, do something. Everyone else is like, I do want we, 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 we prepped too much. I mean, Elon Musk is kind of going through a thing right now. Um, he seems to be having a bit of a breakdown. Um, and also, he is, more, he is uh, more than likely, the only reason he probably wants to open up is because he's losing money. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, people like, Elon Musk and Donald Trump, like they're not thinking of the people who are dying; they're just thinking of the, 
I think they're in pockets, like, you know? Well, Donald Trump doesn't want to be known as the president that he destroyed the economy, is is another thing. He's just thinking about his, his presidency. Yeah, and I think Elon Musk is thinking of his bottom line. I think you guys are coming at it with the perspective that this thing is 100% deadly as said, and I think you're not... I think you need to open up yourselves a bit to the idea that this thing is, in fact, a bit overhyped. I think you've you've kind of said it in your mind that this thing is... Like, you, you kind of... You've kind of found this kind of semblance of sense in the fact that this thing, and that maybe we should um, we should process it from that perspective. But I think you're kind of you're you're not allowing yourself to to see it from the other point of view that that you know a lot of the things that are kind of being said about it are in fact a bit overhyped. It's a lot of the time. Like, I, I heard Ken say it a hundred times. Like these kind of news articles that pop. Like Ken said to me last night that there's a there's a spike in Germany. And that was a headline that I'd seen too, and I checked it. And it spiked from two to 400 when it was 6,000 two weeks ago. You know, it's there. It's just a lot of it's just the media desperate to kind of put out a case so that they can get clicks on their articles, on their videos. You know, it's not, it's not real to life problems. It's just small things being overhyped so that the media who's, never had as good a field day in terms of people f- focusing on them uh, to get more, you know? I, I I mean, the numbers of deaths are, I mean, they, they're, they're just out there. And I think if you do look at the deaths, people are dying. And in, especially in America, where if you get COVID, um, you don't, oh. you know, you, you're, you're fucked because you're not going, uh, if you work in a, you know, you get a healthcare from your employer, but a lot of people are part-time workers. COVID's, COVID's so strange in America, though. It's it's only hit New York, really, man. New York's fault. Montana, I think it is. Uh, Montana uh, has one death, entire state. California, California is riddled. Has a fatality rate of zero two. I know California has a lot of cases. Um, but no one's dying. They they came out the other day. They were saying that uh, I just said that it was a hundred times overhyped the death rate from what it actually is, and they were like it was like there was a, a guy discussing it in um in a in a meeting. But the governor of California is dead set on this thing becoming like he's kind of propping up the media thing of like this thing's gonna fucking wipe us out. But it's it's very beyond New York, man. This thing is not it's not having an effect in terms of. Like you have to realize, too, this thing's been here since February, and it's what's the current death rate? Like one hundred and forty thousand. That is not astronomical. But would that be well, higher if we didn't have a lockdown? Um, I would say it would be higher, but it's um, I think it, it would be it wouldn't be so much higher. I think this thing can only do so much damage. I think it, it's it's built to do only so much. It's a virus that attacks the feeble and how many feeble are there really like you know a lot it's killed uh, 284,000 uh, around the world 284 yeah I just saw that there myself that's it's, not that's uh, not astronomical like that is that is obviously dangerous and we should definitely take steps to avoid it but I think it's a virus that's that's very much a virus of common sense more than anything you know 
And there, there was that kind of popular belief, and I think it is still the popular belief that uh, the vaccine's far away. The vaccine's about maybe at max two years away. Or sorry, sorry, at minimum about eight months away. More than likely two years away. And there is, we're just going to have to deal with it. And I think, uh, what's his name? Um, Dr. Dr. Fauci. Um, in, in the States, he said that he thinks this will just be a thing that comes around every year. You know, oh, it's COVID season. Everyone stay indoors for a few months and that we will learn how to deal with this. And that, that might be true. Um, and, and, what it really, I think, what it comes down to is that there's we don't know, we don't know fuck all about this virus, really. We we don't know how we. It's it, yeah, it, it could come back again. There could be a second wave, like with the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu had a second wave that was more deadly, more infectious, and swine flu had a second wave that was nowhere near as deadly. So yeah. we just have to really wait and see, and I think governments are just being precautious. You, um... Yeah, it seems like one of those things that's just, it's, it, it is going to stick around, but I think it's one of those things, too, that it will, I, I guess it is it is one of those things, too, the same way that um, flu season rolls around, where people kind of, it's, it's a hot topic now, but I think eventually it'll settle in as a very much normal day. Do you um do you agree with the lockdown insofar as your, your own opinions, or? I would like, hold on there. Uh, I, I was just saying that at the start to kind of agree with. It. I think now they, they they don't have to be uh, in Ireland anyway. From what I'm what I'm reading about, like like you said, can public transport even in France you can still take the metro and trains here. You know, I think they can they can kind of they can they can kind of start easing the restrictions now. You know, I I think it's completely unnecessary to wait until August the tenth to open up pubs. You know, I think they could do fair, fair enough. Not in May, maybe look earliest middle of July. You know. Oh, uh, June. Middle of June. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, easing restrictions, I mean, that is what they're currently doing. And I would generally agree with that. I do think the restrictions, like the idea that you won't be allowed to travel, like we won't be allowed to legally go to see each other until August is a bit ridiculous. Yeah, like we actually have to break the law, you know? Yeah, if we want, and if, you know... Uh, Going, if the college comes a point, uh, they're talking about keeping the colleges closed until October. I think there comes a point where like personal freedom and and um, safety come into like a thing, and you can always kind of there's always things you can do to impede yourself that makes it makes it safer. No one is ever allowed to drive, you know, and it would, there would be no car accidents. You can never allow people to skateboard and there'll never be any dangerous falls, you know, and it just comes to a point like you have to let people make their own choices. And I think at this point we've we've kind of just traded everything in and the on a, like the drop of a dime for something that as Ken says we don't even fully understand. You know, we've just we've traded in literally everything. We could we can't give any more. Um and it's 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 a little bit Yeah it's a debate. And I think not a lot of people are having it. I think a lot of people are almost scared to discuss it because they feel like oh I can't question that then it, it does it sounds like I'm I'm a bad guy it was the same with I seen the other day someone on Twitter I think it was said uh, we should um, look into 5G and everyone was in the comments being like 
everyone in the comments is like, oh, this is terrible. It's like, well, I mean, it can't do any harm just to see it. Just do the... Oh, Jesus, who farted? Um, do, do the... Um, just do the research. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see why governments shouldn't just do a research and publish a paper and be like, look, oh. it's safe or it's not safe or whatever. I, I don't see why oh. saying, oh, maybe... Well, we might as well just... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? To, we might as well just uh, play around with the fact. I mean, that's not the term, but to kind of uh, just keep it in our heads and then just do a quick study and just see. There's not, there's no but, harm in that. I haven't, because like I've seen all these articles on Facebook and Instagram and fucking whatever online about you know five G is a cause of COVID nineteen. But I never opened them and read them because I, I I find it completely ridiculous. But uh, how, how how what's your argument? How do, how how does COVID nineteen come from five G? The, the argument you know? is that five G emits a lot of radiation, which is true. It emits way more radiation than four G. the The argument is that this radiation potentially could be harmful in so far as in it lowers your immune system which would make you more susceptible to COVID. From what I've read, that appears to be bollocks. It seems like this radiation is completely harmless. It's apparently, it the sun carries more radiation uh, than this. But, I mean, I don't see the harm in just looking into it. I don't see people dismissing it immediately off the bat, like, preposterous, without actually even doing any reading. You know, I... I I read it and I was like, that sounds stupid. And then I read into it and I was like, okay, it isn't true. Or probably isn't true. We don't know. The thing is, we, we don't know because 5G, I mean, 3G and 4G have only barely been around for about 10 years now. So yeah. we won't know until far in the future. But we don't think it will be damaging. But uh, I suppose we should uh, maybe move on from the topic. We, we spent... Uh, a good chunk on our first two topics, so we got we got a lot of conversation out of them. So if yeah, we want we to, uh, well, we got like we've oh, been we recording. Any minute. We've been recording for an hour and a half. Yeah. So um, I would like to say one thing though. I do agree with like like the a, like a good semblance of the lockdown. I just think preventing a certain like preventing like i'm not i i kind of argued there a lot against it but i do agree that it was obviously necessary but we just this took like maybe one step too far into just a bit of insanity and uh just looking about um about leave it there. You, you just just about the uh about the 5g towers i mean at the start when i remember can you told me that you worked with a a, a woman in, in school, who said that she was? Oh, China definitely leaked this um, this virus. You know, and of course, like you know, that was back in January, and you were like, I said to myself, that's completely ridiculous. But then now today, you see like the president of the United States, Donald Trump, saying, uh, you know, we have clear evidence that this was leaked from a lab in China. I mean, uh, if it starts, you know, if the president of the United, of the United States is saying that, you know. And at the start, we thought it was ridiculous. He did say to inject, inject. Um, yeah, I mean, Trump's liable to say anything. Yeah, into your disinfectant, bed. yeah. 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 Uh, I, I wouldn't take Trump's. I, I think Trump's trying to deflect. Uh, so deflect, uh, deflect. I think he's trying to push blame because the U.S. is riddled with it right now, and he's getting a lot of justified blame for that. And I think he's trying to push that onto China 
So that because also been trying to get rid of China for ages. Well, yeah, he, just to defame China for ages. Yeah, and I think that that's going to be the the context of the upcoming presidential election. You even see Joe Biden's uh, first ad against Trump was about how in how friendly Trump is with China and how Joe Biden won't be as friendly to China. So that that's going to be the parameters for this election. Was some unwanted hugs and kisses? Yeah. <laughs> We can move on. Yeah, we'll we'll move on to the to the next topic, which is Darren's. Uh, it's um, yeah. So um, like I said, you know, um, we'll do a, what are you saying? Say, so will you stay in audio long enough to get your point out? I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tonight I will. No, but um, so like we said, we might do a mu- a, a movie review every time we do a podcast. But I was thinking tonight we could have done the lighthouse. But, uh, of course, Ken, you haven't seen it yet, have you? No. No, and I suppose, like you say, you know, you, you, you could go offline when me and Sean talk about it, but it just kind of takes the fun out of the whole thing. So tonight, you know, fair enough, it's a short notice. We could talk about Uncut Gems. You know, me and you saw that, and Sean said it too. And it's not a bad movie to talk about, you know? Yeah, it's it's kind of old news now, but it is. it was the movie I... It was probably the last movie I watched before. I watched the movie two nights ago, and the movie I had watched last before that was Uncut Gems. So I, I'm I'm not particularly. I don't watch many movies, um, so I, I'll be more proactive next week with whatever movie you choose yeah. to watch it. But That's um, fair enough, like, well, next week we can do the lighthouse if you watch that over the week, you know. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. Not that long either. It's about an hour and a half. Like you'd you'd really yeah. get it done in like. If you just put it on there at 9 o'clock, you'd have it done before you go to bed, like. Oh, definitely, yeah. But, uh, Uncut James, you all saw it, uh, Adam Sandler. Uh, I kind of, it was a movie where he's kind of, uh, uh, Adam Sandler's a, com- a comedian. I think it was one of the first movies I've ever seen Adam Sandler in where he's kind of more of a, uh, you know, like a drama or a kind of crime story, you know? So, uh, yeah, a lot of people were kind of saying... When the I I read the critic uh, the critic reviews of the the people you know the you know you read a lot of critic reviews and it's like just people like me and you leaving simple reviews but then you have the people who that's their job like you know they're a movie critic and I got a lot of bad it, it it didn't do too well with them but then you read the 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 reviews from people like me and you and a lot of people were fairly happy with it. they thought it was a pretty good movie like but what what did you think about it it it's was strange man. Critics are very unusual. I think Uncut Gems was a very big example of audiences loved Uncut Gems. Um, yeah, it, it got standing ovations at screenings, but critics it just did. didn't get the hype. And it was the same with that movie Parasite. Parasite obviously got critical acclaim, but a lot of critics didn't. And you haven't seen Parasite, so I won't I won't go into it too much. But um, a lot of critics tore into that film, and I don't. I don't really get why. I kind of do, but I don't want to say it because it will be a spoiler. But, and I think it was the same with Uncut Gems, which is critics. Uh, not that it was in English. I think the subject matter of the it's movie. It's a joke. Oh, oh okay. I know, I know. I know what it's about. <laughs> um, but I think with Uncut Gems, I, I think critics just didn't understand why people liked it. And I think so, it was sort of reactionary after a while. It was like, how do people think this movie I think you could good? argue the movie was very predictable. It, it didn't really like none of the, in any one part it was, it was a good watch and it was an easy watch and the characters were very believable but like the, the plot wasn't necessarily like it wasn't known and cared for over time like it was very much just written and 
can do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the big praise came from Sandler's performance. People were kind of blown away. The thing about Adam Sandler was he's not he's not a very good actor, you know. I think that's kind of you know he's um, since Jack and Jill he's been that that movie was fucking atrocious, like you know. But um, I was fairly surprised. Fucking dare you! That movie was my fucking. (laughs) Um, Again. I thought did him. I thought it did him justice. I thought. I thought. Yeah, he kind of proved himself in this kind of. He, it wasn't a five star performance, like, but. A I, movie I think that like, like all of its shots from Pawn Stars, but somehow still had like an absolute beast of a fucking, of, of a of like a fucking plot. Like it, it wasn't the as I said, it wasn't the best ever, but like, it was kind of just this this cra- like the, the movie was all this kind of weird color too. Like there was no real brights in it and all, and it was just really fucking. Easy watch, easy listen, to, but it really fucking nailed what it did well. As I said, it was just Pawn Stars in a movie. It, it, and, um, it was, I, it was, I liked just watching, I, it, it, it felt like I was just watching these guys talk, which sounds kind of funny, but I think a lot of movies, when two characters interacting, you're kind of taken out of the movie, at least I am, when it's like, okay, these are very clearly just two actors on a stage, uh, or on a set talking to each other whereas i felt like in uncut gems the way it was filmed it was almost like it was a guy just following these guys around just watching them the scene when he was putting the diamond up auction and he needed um, your man to, to put money uh, in jump time. a bit that was uh, and uh, even his the guy he walked around with the whole time who was mildly special needs and stuff that was really like just true to life in the way like it like like it wasn't an I, like it, it was always movie that didn't hold your hand were like no point really did point out that your man, what your man's, like who he was, the guy with special needs or why he was there or anything, but it just kind of left you through like the plot to figure it out. And it was, it was kind of nice that way. Like you didn't, you weren't always aware of what was going on, but it, it, it definitely let, let you find out if you pay any attention, you know? One thing that took me a bit out of the movie was um, the, the girl he's with in it. Why the fuck is she with him? Like at first I thought she was just a gold digger, but she's not. Because he doesn't have any money and she's still with him. I, I don't... Girls like that, though. They're just like fucking men who take chances, you know? She's clearly like a fucking damaged bit of property. She... I'd say she just fucking gets off in the thrill of like... That kind of adventure, you know? Yeah. I, also, yeah. She, she probably is a bit dull, though. Like, in real life, she'd probably be like about two points lower. Like, she wouldn't be the complete ten. I think it also kind of highlighted the fact that... Uh, a lot. I think he was living in like Los Angeles. He, he was he he was living a fairly high life, like. But it kind of goes to show that, uh, you know, he, he appeared to be. When you look at him, he looks very wealthy. But then, like you know, behind him, he has a lot of fucking financial trouble. He's in trouble with he's in like you know bad business and bad deals and shit. I think it kind of um, maybe that's kind of like a, a reflection of what Hollywood kind of people who are living these kind of lifestyles really are like, you know. She on him as well, which is. She claims she yeah. didn't, and there's no... We don't see her do that, actually. We just see her Dude, do... Dude, you see her shifting the face off the weekend. Uh, were they not just doing coke in the same room? I don't think they were shifting. I, no, I, they shifted, didn't uh, they? Aaron, fight this she, for a second. She, she wasn't having sex with him. He was, like, feeling her up and shit. She wasn't saying no, but then again, she was not... When he was trying to have sex with her, he was, she was, like, saying, no, no, I can't, you know, but she was letting him... She did you know, say, I have a boyfriend, I think, to him. They were like, if, like, if you saw like your fucking your woman do that, would you consider that cheating? Like, yes, I definitely would. <laughs> I would yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah. Are you being in a bathroom with another lad like this? <laughs> and, you know. We weekend or no fucking weekend. weekend. You know? <laughs> that man can <laughs> fuck off with his fucking breakfast Shit, trash. One thing I found well, I found one thing interesting about the movie, it's a little off topic, but uh, the, the whole thing about, he was speaking about Ethiopian Jews, and I don't, yeah. I don't know if you, do you remember that part? I do. And uh, I thought that was a whole, I thought that was just, you know, pure false shit, like, but I looked it up and Ethiopian Jews actually exist, and apparently Israel don't want anything to, to do with them. So I don't know, I was reading into that, and I found that kind of interesting, you know. It, it is. I feel like the worst religious group. Like, they were the one, that video that sprung up of uh, a kid with the MAGA hat who was staring down a fucking, who was staring down a Native, Native American. American. I, I the image came about because these uh, black Israelites were... Um, were, like, absolutely abusing anyone who walked by, and the two groups got involved and then started fighting each other. Yeah. Apparently, like, the, the worst group on Earth. They, um... Do you, are you aware of the... So, not the old Black Panthers, but the new Black Panthers. The Black Panthers are around now. They're uh, black yeah. Israelites. A lot of them. They they think that black people are God's chosen people. Um, yeah, yeah. I've heard about them. Black Panthers have bounced around, man. Muslim Christian. Yeah, and the, well, I guess they <laughs> the the, uh, the old Black Panther Party, the Huey Newton Party, they um they've dismissed, they've uh, what's what not dismissed, um disavowed the new party. Uh, but Black Israelites, yeah, they're, they're quite notorious world around for being um comebacks. Yeah, if you've, I don't know if you're aware of the rapper Jay Electronica, he's a he's a Black Israelite, and all he talks what's about it? is. Pardon? They come from they come from Ethiopia, is it? They come from Ethiopia, but they claim that that's the Holy Land. That Israel, oh, <laughs> where, where Israel is, is actually not where Israel is. It's actually in Ethiopia. Yeah. Um, and they use some evidence from. They claim there's a missing book in the Bible. Uh, I can't remember what they claim it's called, but um, that that basically states that yeah, Jesus is is black. And he's he's African specifically, and he's well, um. They're not wrong. He is fucking black. Like. He, he's uh, yeah. He I mean he's Middle Eastern is the current theory, but they they say he's from really? Ethiopia. <laughs> Man was a fucking. Like, I don't even know if he was real. Like there's no theories. It was just just they just said he came from this place, so he must have been this color. There's yeah. Oh, like it's not like we're like putting the clues together here, like Sherlock Holmes. We just well, I, I'm just saying theory because the, the black Israelites say he's from Ethiopia. Um, well, the fact is, like Sean was saying, we don't even know if the guy fucking exists. Like, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's it, that sort of thing is very. I find it very redundant. Black I don't Israelites too, don't they? I saw a Louis Thoreau documentary where they contest everyone ever was black. They contest like Elvis was black. Clearly, none. Like anyone who ever innovated anything was black, and it was. No, uh, we had we had pictures of Elvis, and he was clearly white. We don't black have and white, though. You don't know. <laughs> no, that's a story. Yeah, yeah. He was the white part of that black and white. Though. <laughs> the two colors they have is the two contested arguments. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, very. To, to, uh, that was one thing that kind of one thing that came up uh, again that um, in Uncut Gems was the fact that they sold him. They dug up this this fucking this what million dollar gem and sold it to him. I I I found him very interesting to actually read into that. You know, mm. 
I, I want to point That's out that I, uh, I made a mistake there. I said Jay Electronica was a black Israelite. He's not. He's nation of Islam. I, I made a mistake. Fucking, do you, want to, do you want to just give Darren the whole spot? You were just fucking <laughs> slipping up here day in, day out. <laughs> Are you trying to get up? What we should do, Darren, we should do a three-legged race versus Ken running and see if we win, we become main hosts. Yeah. I never voted to, I never voted to, to let Ken be the, the host. Oh, no this... one voted. Ken just assumed control one day. He just assumed he's... Just because he sits in the part of the, the office that has the, the desk, he assumed control. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... That's I how it works, bitch. Ken is just... He just, he just steals credit. Even... Last day, we were suggesting names. I suggested Legion of Lads, and then Ken came back and didn't at all adhere to the fact that I'd said that. Just said Council of Lads. Uh, uh, Ken uh, is just a credit stealer. I want to find out. I did say one of you said this. I can't remember who. You said I got it from Council of Dads. You. I said in, that it sounds in, like Council of Dads, and it sounds funny. He not believe in anything but himself. And as a result, he has slipped into this... this uh, this esteem of just pure arrogance. That's how he's the host because we never get any self-credit so therefore we have no self-confidence in our decisions. But see, I'm the captain now. Ken didn't even say that. He just took the ship. It was listen, just complete and utter Listen, I'm the hey, Bruce I'm just Springsteen. Steal this, this boat. You come to Bruce Springsteen to see Bruce Springsteen. You don't want to see the backing band. All right? You want to see the boss. And that's, that's, that's why people come for, to this show. They want to see the Springsteen. The radio show, you ding. Once he's nothing. All they do is hear us. <laughs> that. They want to hear that, the boss. That's the <laughs> movie. What, what, what would you um, just... Because I feel like this... Because uh, the problem with Uncut Gems is we saw it ages ago. So uh, I don't remember every what, single detail. What is what? an important debate we should have right now, though? What? We're going to do like a rating system for like movies throughout. Do we do points or do we not do... Do we do like... Can we have a 9.5 or is it just 9? I, I would say I give point that. fives. That's my vote. Yeah, you can do point fives. I think. But only That's point the question I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask you. What would you? Uh, what, what would you rate it out of ten? Uncut gems. Seven. I'd say seven point five. Did you see? Did you expect the? Because Sean, you were saying that it's it was uh, kind of predictable, but I didn't expect the uh, the ending kind of got me. Very very end was was a bit holy shit, but I think like in terms of. Every beat until that last what, four minutes was was very much like you 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 had an idea what was going to happen, and you know like you give the, the 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 gem to some basketball player and he doesn't give it back in time. Like it was very much like all these kind of contrived plot points, but um, it did build really well into this. And we're like, I think it did well in the sense too. And it was, I think it was most best example ever of it was um. Leonardo DiCaprio's character in um, in what was it called? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, oh. where he is clearly a bad guy, but because he never really he's never dishonest to himself, you kind of kind of begin to root for him. This yeah. guy is clearly not a good guy. No, I guess no, the point no. in the end where you're like you're fucking almost getting nervous that she's not going to get the bet's not going to come through, you know, and you 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 it's it's great the way that you can feel that way for someone who you pro- like it's. Be easy to make you feel a sense of identity with like King Arthur, but a sense of identity with like you know, on a bad way. But like in the movie, he's clearly portrayed as like the shifty Jew, the Jew who's like you know all about the money. Feel a sense of like identity to something like that is it was a really good job, you know. 
the fact that it was his brother-in-law that was kind of chasing him down, who was you know probably that was, kill him. That was a mad scene. Yeah, that, that took me yeah. off guard completely. I also because like your man is a very generic-looking man, the brother. When he was yeah. in like the that scene, it it only when they put it out, I was like, oh my gosh. You know? <laughs> um, another thing I do want to uh, say is that uh, at the end there, me and Darren watched this together. And uh, we had no fucking idea what was going on at the very end because we don't know basketball. And we were so confused. I can't remember exactly the context of it because it's been quite a while since we watched it. But I remember me and Darren turned to each other and be like, is that good or bad? We had no yeah. idea. There was some sort of the thing. over under bet was going on. Something like that, yeah. It was It was at the end. We had n- Me and Darren kept asking each other, like, I think that's a good thing. Oh no, it's bad, it's bad, he didn't like that. We had no idea what was going on. Just fucking stop the movie to start googling basketball. But uh, it, it was still very enthralling. I found the very end of it to be like, I was on the edge of my seat and, and I don't think I I've... I, I don't think I've been that way in a movie in a very long time where I was genuine, my heart was genuinely in my throat because I didn't know how it was going to end. Because I had no... I think that and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood were the two best movies of last year for like completely the ending scene is like complete complete like the the real emotion part of the movie you know where you really have a sense of like yeah once upon a time in hollywood we talked about it when it came out i think on the show we did uh but just like because you you were expecting one thing to happen at the end of the movie because you know the story uh and then you were just waiting for it and then of course it it didn't happen exact same in this one yeah where you kind of see like shit it all came through and yeah, I think there was like there was like that, that that split second where the bet came true. It was like okay, that's a you know like typical happy ending where he runs away with the money, but then he gets shot in the head. Like you know, so you're kind of like <laughs> everyone was avoiding saying. Yeah, <laughs> Darren's just like, do you know what I think? I'm gonna fuck this all up. <laughs> I, it's Foxcatcher all over again. Um... No, it doesn't matter. I'll just pull a spoiler thing at the. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's fine. Like, honestly, I'm probably happier that you said it because then we can talk about it. But um, I thought it was, I, I I thought just, it was everyone funny. was dancing around it, and then you just yeah. kind of went ahead. Do you know my favorite scene was when he got his headshot? <laughs> when he died in the end. But I, I thought it was. I thought it was a. It was a very good ending. I thought. I thought it was. I really didn't expect him to get killed. You know. No, his I, brother I, just gets shot. Yeah, I, that, that, that was even more kind of his brother. Kind of you know throughout the whole movie, he was kind of like. You could kind of tell he wasn't a bad guy, his brother, you know? It was just because he got... The, your man, Adam Sandler, fucked him over so many times, he was just sick shit of getting fucked over, you know? Yeah. So... A lot of scenes in that movie, though, that are kind of like... It's just right. Like, that one scene where he gets, like, stripped and put into the back of the car, and you're kind of like... Like, it's it's fair, but it doesn't... I say it's kind of boring. Like, there's a few scenes like that in it where, like... Wasn't I didn't really care because I knew there was another hour left, so I knew he wasn't in trouble, and I also knew that um, you know, this is just it's just gonna end, and it's just oh, you know, the family is upset, like the fucking whole drama between the two women. No, I didn't give a shit I didn't about give a that. Fuck about yeah, I, I could not give a fuck. Right off, uh, I didn't really understand what was going on with his family, and I didn't really care. I wanted to know what was going on with that diamond. I wanted to know what was going on in your man's house that he wouldn't let the child take a shit. That was so <laughs> fucked. Yeah, what was that? What is that? What is that man cooking in that house that he's like, nah? <laughs> and the other guy asking, do you need to do a number one or two? What the, like, what is, what is, how unfriendly is this apartment block? 
I think that was uh, for yeah. scene. I think that was for like a bit of world building, where it's like, okay, this apartment is fucking cutthroat. It's like, you know, typical New York kind of. Um, Does it? he clearly lives in a nice like by the look of the apartment and also the way he was like, oh, that guy was uh, something to some basket, you know, like it was was uh, an apartment with made people in it, you know. Yeah. Um, it seemed to have a very like, yeah, we we are made people, go fuck yourself kind of attitude. And maybe that's true to life. I don't. I mean, maybe that is something. This show takes off. <laughs> yeah, it, we, we're gonna start Patreon and people donate, and so we can, you know, our, our top tier. We can get will, you walking again, and then we'll get the show on. Yeah, up. top tier will be, you know, but second to top tier will be get my legs. Uh, <laughs> Should have been the name of the show, legless. Legless, legless. <laughs> we we can still change it. I mean, I did say cancel lads at the start, but. We can change it. Um, he's going to steal credit. He's going to edit that out now. He's going to suggest that in the post. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I'm just, just, just going to mute you real quick. So hey. lads, it's my legs that are broken, so I think I should get the credit. I, I'm going to mute you real quick. Hey, guys, do you think we should call it legless? I think that's a good idea. No. Okay, you're unmuted. Oh, yeah. Have um, <laughs> there, lads? Uh, okay, yeah, top tier will be... Get us an apartment. Yeah, it's the Uncut Gems apartment. I think we should share an apartment, though, but um, you would also share everything, including wheelchairs and... Condoms. <laughs> wheelchair accessible. Wheelchair accessible. I think we put it on the third floor, so Ken has to wait for one of us to come home to get in. No, bitch, I'll get... <laughs> I will have the strong... No, I won't. Um, I was going to say, I'm going to have the strongest upper body strength climbing up a rope, but I just won't bother. I'll just get a... So love a wheelchair that could manage stairs. Imagine if you could have, like, a function in a wheelchair that would, like... Like an exoskeleton. I uh, could, like, suck up the, the stairs, but you'd have to, like, pedal. Um, <laughs> you can't pedal if your legs are broken. You have no idea. <laughs> it's just completely been crossed. Holy shit. <laughs> You're just not getting upstairs anymore, Ken. I'm sorry. <laughs> I spent the last two months trying to figure this out, and I guess it's just not meant to be. Fell apart at the first hurdle. I gave it a seven. You give it a seven point five. What do you give it, Darren? I I give it um an eight actually. I I I, I frankly I enjoyed the movie. You know, it was not planned. We just, I mean for it to go up in point five. We were like, oh, should we include the point five? And then we all just climbed up in point five. Um, <laughs> I I watch it again. Uh, do you want to do true or false now? Yeah, we'll do yeah, true or false. Yeah. So I'll I'll do best of five. All right. Yeah. Okay. What does best of five indicate? Like, both get five or? I'll, okay. Best of five is a bit like if if you if we have it where I like Darren starts or I start and then you get the second question. You know, I get it right, he gets it right, then I get it right. No, then no, I win. no. Is it best how of five how, how I'm going to do it is I'm going to phrase it and you both answer. So if I say statement, you Sean will say oh true or false, and Darren will say true or false. So it's possible you both get it right. Yeah, right. Then, okay. like, yeah. then you're building off the fact that if, I, if, like, I know the answer and I say true, then Darren can just agree. You know, like, but you don't. On animals, animals come up, and Darren knows I know a lot about them. Probably go with me, and if, if like, you know, award two shit comes up, I'll, I'll follow Darren. You know. True, but I will say these are a bit obscure. Okay. Um. We can try it this time, but we'll, we might try, change. Yeah, we might change. We'll, 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 this is a no point editing at all. And, yeah, this is a this is a test run. Yeah. So first question or the first statement oh. is 
you swallow three spiders in your sleep every year. Is that true or false? False. Uh, you say, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I was literally just going to ask Sean. What did you say, Sean? I heard it. But, uh, I I, I'd, say, it. I'd say true. It's it's false. So Sean gets the point there. I'll just tally that. Hold on, I'll write that down. Um, I heard you writing that down. You have a little notepad, do you? I'm typing it. Sean's smarter. (laughs) Sean's the intelligent boy. He's got to write it with his feet, but he's just, he's like the fucking, like your man in um, that fucking movie. What's it called? Oh, I can't do it. My left foot. It just fell apart like your body can, that entire, entire conversation. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, coconuts kill more people than sharks every year. Fuck are these questions. Um, Darren starts this time. Yeah, Darren. True or false? False. True. Okay, it's true. It's another point to Sean. What the fuck? Jesus Christ. Okay. 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 <laughs> Could you imagine? I, I would much rather get killed by a shark than a coconut. Could you imagine I the fucking story? Five people die from sharks, 50 die from coconuts. Ten times now. Christ almighty. Woody from Toy Story's full name is Woody Pride. Sean, true or false? Oh, (laughs) that is true. So no one gets the point there. His full name is Woody Pride. (laughs) I think my pride is gay, man. That's my new assumption. Yeah, but that's exactly why I said... Oh, yeah, I thought them. it was really gay. I don't think cowboys are into that. Um. <laughs> okay, the next one is um, if I can fuck it, the page is reloading. Uh, Hair and fingernails continue to grow after death. True or false? Long. Like, do they continue? Hair and fingernails continue to grow after you die. Do I start? Yeah. Uh, I... Um, sorry, I was fucking. We have like a picture of uh, the UFC fighter Michael Bisping putting in his fake eye, and I'm just dead eye in that for the whole entire <laughs> second. But um, uh, I would say. Uh, false. What do you say, Darren? Uh, false. It's false, yeah. You both get the point. Yes. Nice. I mean, so, I win then. It's one more question. But, yeah, it's impossible for Darren to win. Okay. What uh, is it, 3-1? Oh. Yep. What is it, actually? He's giving himself false credit. 3-1. This, this is like playing three pool one. with you again, Darren. Just... Go on. What is the last question, Ken? Is Darren a sore loser? True. False. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The skin on your anus is the same as the skin on your lips. It's the same material. 
Um, I would say false, no? It's true. It's the same. Fox. It's the same type of skin. So technically, you're it's in. It's a it. headline, so I love you, Levy. All right, perfect. Well, that I was the end of the show, anyway. Uh, Sean won yeah. there with, with four. Or sorry, I'm Sean blessed. won there with three. To Darren's one. We may have a new name next time. We may have a new name. All right, all right. Good show, that's good stuff. That, that was a wrap up. All right, let's let's. I'm going to stop the recording now, and we can. We can. There was right. two hours of a show, so perfect. It was long. 